Hi everyone. May I introduce to you Jinkies. Hey, look over there, Stein. The Southern Hemisphere's best pet detective. Wow. Nice to be here. And may <laughs> I introduce to you the coolest woman in the food court. It's Esmeralda Whitehouse. Nice to meet you, everyone. I'm Esmeralda, or Esme to friends. And this is... High Expectations! editing. <laughs> Lonely one. Yeah. I should have learned how to play Everybody Hurts by him on the piano and then, like, merge the theme song into that. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. awesome, but... No. Missed opportunity. That's alright. That's alright. We all have missed opportunities. Next time we have a sad topic. Did I tell you about how you can tell a dog to go to the toilet with a command? This is no. a true fact. So like when they're a puppy and they're doing their business, you can like say like go to the toilet, go to the toilet or you know, whatever command it. Pippi's one is go Lulu. <laughs> Just like not very inspired. And then, like, when this was well entrenched in her mind, and we'd been saying go Lolo for a really long time, Spike says go out for a fag, by the way. <laughs> As in a cigarette, because my mum's partner will go out for a cigarette and then Spike will go with him for a pee. <laughs> anyway, the whole reason why I bring this up is because it's such a huge missed opportunity because I could have used anything. Some yeah. people say get busy. And I'm, I'm so mad because I could have said, do the hustle. Every time she goes to the toilet, I could go, do the hustle. Boop, 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 boop. Do the hustle. Pippi, do the hustle. You know? And that would have been amazing. But no, it's go Lulu. <laughs> that is my biggest regret. <laughs> my uncle used to tell us stories about uh, a friend of his who yeah. maybe didn't exist. I don't know. <laughs> I love this uncle already. I think I have an uncle just like him. Had a friend who trained a dog the opposite commands. <gasps> so, you know, sit was like stand and... Oh my gosh! And then stand was sit and just everything's like opposite, like what you'd expect. Okay. And then like take the dog to little shows for kids and stuff and like really amuse them because the dogs wouldn't obey and keep doing the opposite all the time. But, oh, But really it was cute. obeying. Yeah, because dogs don't really get... Yeah. <laughs> they just respond to what they're told. Yeah, totally. So you can make shit like Coke can and they're like <laughs> Yeah, you totally could. That's true. I suppose that they don't really have any real association between our commands and like what they should do. They just like learn what to do. Just missed opportunities for all Miss- dog owners. Yeah, we're all, all we're all life. schmucks over here. <laughs> and I will make the same mistakes when I'm a dog owner. <laughs> Well, you take them to puppy school and then you get taught all well, the conventional exactly. ones. Exactly, and then it's confusing for them. And you don't want to have to, like, go to, like, a dog park and, like, shout out something completely ridiculous <laughs> to get them to, like, come back to your weight. <laughs> yeah, people will be kind of confused. Yeah, like, Janelle Monet. <laughs> I don't know, but they'll just assume it's the dog's name. Until you start like, saying St. Vincent. Yeah. St. Vincent. Get the dog to sit. <laughs> okay. This episode's now about dogs. <laughs> I mean... Every episode should be about dogs. Really? Why haven't we done an episode about dogs? That's a good question, actually. Okay. I could put that on my ideas list. <laughs> Speaking of ideas lists... Where is my ideas list? 
It's in my bullet journal. <gasps> What's a bullet journal, Jesslyn? It's a type of custom journal <laughs> that you track everything via bullet points, but also layouts and collections. I know that the High Expectations Ideas collection is on page 17. I will turn to page 17. Take out my trusty pen yes. and write dogs. Nice. So orderly. It's got stickers of two crowns. One for me, one for Alan. Aww. We're both princesses. Yay! Oh, that's cute. I like that. That's thoughtful. Thank you. And that's our episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. Funny enough, this is a true story. I got into the idea of getting a bullet journal when I was standing in Alan's downstairs bathroom when I was staying the night at her house on a work night and I was getting ready for work listening to a podcast by Hey Bestie which I think is defunct now and they were going on about how great bullet journaling is oh yeah I remember that and I thought this sounds like me and I started looking into it next thing you know I'm buying a journal I used it for like a year and then I bought a new one and I'm like I don't know eight months into it nice and I use it every day so the basics of bullet journaling at the very, very core is that you do like a rapid logging technique where everything you need to remember or do or an idea you have or something someone's told you, you can write it down in a list per day and then you can cross it off when you're done or you can migrate it to a collection or you can cross it off when you've looked into it some more or what are you going to do? Maybe put it on your future log, your weekly spread, etc. Beyond that, you have a weekly spread where you kind of write down what's going on in the whole week and a monthly spread where you do the whole month, like plans and things to remember on certain days. You can also do like habit tracking in those. And then for the whole like year or future months, you have a future log where you write things down that are going to be coming up, but you're not really to actually put them in your monthly layout yet because you haven't made it. Mm -hmm. It's just all you need is bit of paper and a pen and that's it nothing else dots help grids help but the very basics is just pen and paper <laughs> if you want to get fancier you can get like nicer journals that you can like make your own pages in and design your layouts you can get really into deep dives of pinterest and instagram accounts that have ridiculously beautiful fancy decorated layouts that aren't always that practical to use because they put so much effort into fancy titles and decorations, there's hardly any room to write anything. Mm. But it looks great on Instagram. Oh, that's such an interesting point. Gotta get those likes. Yeah. So I've flirted with fancier designs, because when you first get into it, you're like, yeah, I'll do cool titles, and like get all my washi tape and my stickers and my draw things. But after a while, you start to realise that that's a little bit too superfluous. Mm-hmm. And I still use stickers and washi tape, but my layouts are like way more basic now and mm. more focused on actually usability. So each day I look at my journal and I see what's coming up that day. I might write down what I did the day before, if I'm doing it at night, if I did it in the morning, and what I did the day of that day if I did it at night. Does that make any sense? <laughs> You'll find out when you read it. <laughs> and then I will mark down my habit trackers that I like to track like 
know, whether I did housework that day, whether I cooked at home, whether I've exercised, that kind of thing. And I also write down a daily gratitude, which is a little something that I just found a bit of joy from from the day. It could be hanging out with a friend. could be that there was, like, no red lights on my commute this morning. Just, just something. Mm. And I also write down what I had for lunch and what I had for dinner. <laughs> and a few, like, key highlights of the day. So I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, there was that day... I went and got cheesecake with Alan, and then went for a big bike ride, etc. I also keep track of books I want to read, mm-hmm. TV shows that I want to watch, mm-hmm. movies I want to watch, when I last did things, like when did I last cut my hair, when did you last change your toothbrush, like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know that I last cut my fringe a couple of days ago, but I had last done it just over a month earlier. That's cool. Yeah, and I keep track of podcasting ideas, apartment decoration ideas, a list of what makeup I wear, the brands and the titles. So I'm out and about, I can look them up. I keep a list of like little one-line jokes that people say. Yeah. I write them down. Okay, you've got to read that one out. um, You don't mind. I will. Like inexplicable earworms that suddenly get into my head. Yeah, I love that one. Um, It's important numbers, present ideas, date ideas, yumnesia. I haven't thought out that much, annoyingly. What's a young nature? It's when you keep forgetting that you don't like a dish at a restaurant, but you order it anyway. Oh. And then you're like, oh, I don't even like that. I'm glad that you don't have to fill that one out. Because that means that you always order what you want. But sometimes you might be like, that cheesecake's really good, but I don't like that thick icing on it. But I always order it, and I regret it. Yeah. That kind of thing. But of course, at the time, I don't think, hmm... I'll get out my bullet journal and check on this order. Yeah. So it's kind of pointless, but maybe oh, it would help Oh, it's a good me. idea in theory, yeah. Okay, one line and phrases. That's on page nine. Let's see if Alan can understand them. Okay. Hashtag Sue's Anal Bum Party. No, but that sounds amazing. Sue's Anal Bum Party. It was uh, Susan Boyle. Yeah. She had a new album out. Yeah. And her hashtag on Twitter was Susan Album Party. No! <gasps> oh, no! Yeah. Um, Silver Badger. <laughs> I'm sure you can get that one. <laughs> Shout out to Elsie. <laughs> Coining that one. <laughs> Cheese Roasty. No! be fair, I don't know what this means either. <laughs> Jeez, but at the time, it was so amusing that I wrote it down. <laughs> Our Mutual Dads. Our Mutual Dads. Is that, is that one I said? Yes. Yeah, I don't remember the context, but I remember I was like, new band name. Yeah, it was, it was, was like, a, it was a typo. <laughs> what was I trying to say? Our Mutual oh. Sads. Sads, I think. Yeah. Came out dads. Our Mutual Dads. <laughs> And we're like, great band name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, looking you. Looking, looking you? Looking, okay. looking you. Yeah. I don't exactly remember what that was either. <laughs> but I think it was like a little cutesy phrase, like, I'm missing you, like, I'm looking you, something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry, old me, I forgot. <laughs> Maybe I should write down the context of these things. Maybe. <laughs> Daddy Cena. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one's you. <laughs> Um, that was when we joked that John Cena was, like, the daddy. <laughs> even though we're not even particularly John Cena fans. 
hands. We don't watch him wrestle, but no. we enjoy him in his movies. I, I just enjoy him as a person. And he's yeah. a great dad in movies. <laughs> yeah. Funny, with Daddy Cena. <laughs> Al Badgerdor. Al Badger. <laughs> That's a fart thing. Is that a Mexican fart? No, actually. Oh, okay. You might say it's an Argentinian. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very in joke. <laughs> you won't know these ones probably. Boop donk. Nah, but I saw it on your. Yeah, what's on there? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what does that mean? Um, it's a thing about plane landings. Oh, okay. And the back wheels hit. It's a boop. When the front wheel comes down, it's a donk. Boop donk. Oh, okay. I just stood there eating an afghan. <laughs> that one sounds amazing. <laughs> this was me. I was eating an afghan. I was telling a story about something really weird happening. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do. So I just stood there eating an afghan. <laughs> I don't know what it was now. <laughs> Again, no context to these things. <laughs> and the final one. These are Duck and Moore Wilsons. <laughs> Why? Again, very obscure. I thought from looking out Sarah's apartment window that there was a duck walking around in Moore Wilsons after hours. And she was trying to like talk to me about something and I was like really distracted. She was like, what is that? I'm like, these are Duck and Moore Wilsons. <laughs> and he wasn't. <laughs> oh, the next page is Inexplicable Airworms, which is where like, Songs come into your head for absolutely no obvious reason. They happen to me all the time, yeah. Got one today I'm going to write down. Yeah. Oasis. I hope, I think I know. I haven't heard that song in years. I haven't heard Oasis in ages, but somehow it just came into my head. Mm. What else do I say about bullet journals? Do you <laughs> have any questions about bullet journals? Has it made your life better? Yes, I think it has. <laughs> cool. <laughs> For many reasons. I mean, yeah. I, these things that I remember to do now because I've actually written them down. Mm-hmm. And there's that thing about writing them down. I really like being able to look back on past days and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that day now because I've written down some prompts about it. Yeah. And it's like really minor things I would have forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can look back at my gratitude log and be like, it was a great day. Yeah, yeah I remember you, um, that was one kind of innovation you made more recently was... Mm. You were going to write more explicit things about what happened so that you can recall them, mm. which is kind of more like, yeah, like the kind of journal writing I do. You don't do, like, that kind of journal writing that I do. No. You just, like, write all of your feelings down, eh? No, it's more bullet points. So that's what I sort of do now. A few things per day. It looks very pretty. Thank you. But when I was first started this particular journal, I was like, I'm going to write a bit more. I started doing, like, more detail about the day. Oh, yeah. But oh, it just became too much time consuming. And yeah. I was like, this is not helpful. So I started going into the just put more bullet journal again, back to my roots. Um, but yeah, I get to buy cute stickers online and like a little stationary things. And that's always nice. And yeah. when I get cute stickers now, instead of like never using them, because where would I put them? I'm now like, oh, I'll put them on my nice pages. Yeah. And they pretty things up. They get little themes. And I have like bullet journaling friends I'm um, within the podcasting world, and so they will share what they've been doing and get yeah. all inspired and help us motivate me to like keep going. Yeah, but I do really find it useful in keeping track of even minor things like movies that one person recommended that one time. I can write it down, and it's always there to remember to watch it if I ever get a chance. Yeah, or restaurants I want to go to. When someone's like, "Where should we go tonight?" And you can't think of any restaurants. Yeah, 
You can look at your list and think, I want to get that one checked off. Yeah, yeah. And it gives you that satisfaction when you mm. check stuff off as well. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I suppose I'll start on my guy. Yeah. Oh, tell us about your diary. <laughs> <laughs> so my journaling couldn't be more different. <laughs> I have been writing diaries since I was a kid, but I used to write quite self-consciously because I always thought I was going to be this big time author. So I thought anything that I wrote in my diary would eventually become Thanks. like an Anne Frank type situation. Right. Or perhaps, you know, that, that's like a good example. Or, well, not because, you know, she had a tragic end, but her writing is like real nice and wholesome. And it's a nice story about a family trying to make do at a hard time. Or it could be like James Joyce's Love Letters. This is something I brought up recently. And I think it's relevant. He wrote the sauciest, most disgusting, dirtiest letters to his lover. And because he's a famous author, they're all over the internet for everyone to see. So, you know. And I always thought like, oh, well, what if somebody finds my diary? I'll have to write it in a really like accessible, interesting, cool way. And then I just didn't do it because I felt too self-conscious to actually write down my thoughts and feelings. And then for years I stopped doing it. Until, I don't know what it was, but one day I was just like, maybe it would help if I start writing all of my thoughts down rather than just annoying everyone around me by constantly telling everyone how I feel. And it just flowed. And I was just like, just word vomit. Just write everything out. Don't worry about if it doesn't make any fucking sense because it's just for you. And yeah, the intention of my diary is for no one else to ever see it or read it because some of the stuff in there I don't want to share with other people. It's private. So it's not ordered. There's no bullet points. It's not simple. It's not basic. It's a mess. And it also, when I choose to write my diary, is completely erratic. I might write in it some days. I might write, not write in it others. I'm, I might go weeks without writing in it. I might fill a whole diary up in a week. And this is the other thing. I don't reserve special journals for special ideas and things. I've tried that in the past as well. Like, this is my book writing ideas book. Hmm. And this is my thoughts and feelings diary and this is my songwriting diary and I now I'm just like fuck it everything all together just a big mess all at once and that works best for me um so I wrote down like the whole plot of a book that I may someday want to write in my journal I'll write down yeah how I'm feeling about a day or exploring ideas and recently I've started up with a friend doing success partnership meetings and the idea of the meetings is where you discuss your goals and core values so to keep track of stuff that I've done and successes I have in keeping with my core values, I will write them down in my diary. The other thing I'll do is I'm like quite obsessed with self-improvement. And if I hear any like little gem, um, I might make a note of that in my diary. Little things like, um, I wonder if I can find any examples. Oh, another thing I started doing is like when I watch something or read something that I like, just to keep track of like what I think makes a good story or what I think is like quite powerful in the text, I'll take notes on it. So recently I finished um, a book called The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. These are the things I liked about it. It was a family story, so it was following a history. So this is like another book that I really like called Middlesex, um, where they follow like generations of people. I always really like books where that happens. I learned a lot about Dominican Republic. And then I'll write things that I didn't like. I didn't like the footnotes in the book, apparently. <laughs> I don't think any fiction book should have footnotes. 
But I have since listened to an interview with the author and I heard his reasoning for why there's footnotes and it's because it gives the text authority. So when you read the footnotes, you're like, oh, this is a little aside and it's a fact. But he's playing with our um, perception on that because, you know, the footnotes could just be whatever. Mm. Like, fiction's all lies, right? It it could be anything you want it. So I might do that. Yep. I just write the date at the top and and sometimes, most of the time, I'll just go for it and just write a bunch of shit out about my feelings I yeah I have something on I found online and it's like 52 questions for self-discovery and so I'll write a question at the top and then I'll just answer it or if I yeah yeah that's pretty interesting it'll be things like mm, talk about a day that you really valued and why and so I was writing that and I was like oh well recently Hamish took me on a date and we went to get milkshakes together and we got really fancy nice milkshakes at crock shake and then we went to time zone afterwards and just like played on all of the machines and it was kind of like a fun like childlike day oh, cool. where we got to spend time together yeah and i guess it's kind of similar to the stuff you've been saying i read over my diary and get a lot of insight into where i was at the time but also remember stuff that would otherwise just kind of fall through my fingers mm. and i remember listening to david sedaris talk about his journals he's like a just absolutely obsessive diary writer and he's been doing it since he was a kid and he says his reasoning for it is that he's terrified that he'll forget everything and he just wants to keep a record of everything all the time which makes a lot of sense for his process because he's very autobiographical yeah and i do sometimes regret not keeping up journaling or not discovering it earlier in the way that i'm doing it now like how great would it be if i could read stuff from when i was 15 well i technically can but you know what i mean all of those kind of missing years yeah and and not just like forcing myself into a box like I just realized a long time ago that that doesn't work for me also the size of my journals is very purposeful Jaslyn actually got me the one that I'm using right now (laughs) there how would you describe this it's an a5 yeah so the idea being that I can fill up a journal really quickly so it gives me like a real sense of achievement I've also I've previously used really large journals like the one that you use Mm. but because it takes me so long to fill it up I'm just like oh I'm not making any progress right yeah, I'm not really getting anywhere with this. I'm not doing it enough. But once I started using smaller books, I was like, oh, cool, I could fill up a journal. And now I have like three or four just stashed away that I've filled up in recent cool. years. Yeah. So listen to what you talk about, what you use your journal for. My bullet journal brain is like, oh, yeah, how would I like lay all that out in a bullet journal? Yeah. And like it all works. But it's a great example, the contrast between the two of why these like freeform journals are so great because if you go buy like a planner or something at a store that whole layout is how that designer would want you to use it yeah and it won't fit your day or your personality whereas Ellen's style or my style or whatever product journal style you want to do you make the layout yourself so it's all custom to you exactly so you can have a bullet journal in a small diary or a big book or a massive book yeah you don't have to use bullets at all you don't need any stickers or anything. You can just write how you want. You can have an index or not an index. If you're going to be surprised as you're like flipping through. And it's just so great that you can customize it for yourself. Yeah. Because Alan's format wouldn't work for me. No, nor would yours format for wouldn't me. work for her. <laughs> Yet we get the same stuff out of it. Yeah. And we can put the same information in. Yeah. But in a style that works for us. Yeah. <laughs> I 
think like the maintenance of yours would be difficult for me, but I can see from your perspective mm. how satisfying it is to be so ordered. Yeah. I like the ritual of making it and I like having things ordered, having that statistical like documentation of my life. Yeah. Past <laughs> like like year and a half, whatever, I can tell you on any given day what I had for lunch and dinner. Yeah. What I did that day. Yeah. How far I rode my bike, whether I slept well. I don't check my sleep anymore, but I used to. For a whole year, I tracked my sleep. Did I cook at home that day? Like, I can look back at my whole month and say, oh, I cooked at home, like, 20 days out of 30. That's yeah. awesome. Go me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's interesting what you prioritize as well. Like, mm. I, I keep other diaries as well. I keep a food diary, which I find very difficult, but that tracks my food and exercise. Um, I also keep a very strict diary of what I'm doing. Which I think everyone should do, and I get very concerned when people say they don't keep a diary of their social events. Yeah. And yeah, I also keep to-do lists, and I know about all my meds, which is kind of similar to the kind of bullet journal thing, or Mm. like what you get out of it. But then I'm really concerned about going forward, or like what I really want to look back on, are my feelings and how I felt at the time, and like what was going on for me in my life, and like big life events, and getting insight into how I thought about it at the time. Already, when I look back at my journals, even from just like a year ago, it's fascinating to see what I was thinking and feeling about it. Mm. Do you still like recognize yourself in the pages or is it like a stranger writing them? No, I definitely recognize myself because it's so recent. Right. Yeah, if I read back over stuff that I wrote maybe five years ago, which is when I last did journaling until I did, took a big break, mm. I read that and I'm like, oh my God. These people, like, you don't even talk to them anymore. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, you were in love with somebody that you're just not even with at all anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that stuff's crazy. <laughs> it's like looking back at my old life journal, she's like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a good live journal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were saying how you liked your, like, a different journal for, like, food diary or writing down song lyrics or feelings or things and I for a while I've kept like a different song like lyrics journal but I find that I didn't use it very often because it wasn't with me mm, yep and so now I, I do that stuff in my bullet journal mm-hmm. and if I don't have that with me well I use my phone yeah and Google Maps. yeah but it's, it reminds me of that sort of question like what's the best camera the one you have with you what's the best journal the one you have with you yeah <laughs> so anyway you can write something down that's totally valid and cool. Yeah. And if you want to write down temporarily and transfer it to another journal later on, you can. But you don't have to, like, lug around a big journal with you all the time. No. I, I There's another reason why it's great that my journal's small and I keep it with me all, at all times, yeah. Hmm. I think if I'm out and about and I'm not near my bullet journal, that's when I bring up my Google Keep on my phone and I write down all things. Yeah. Keep a pen on you. Keep the paper on you. Sometimes just writing down things in, by hand is really freeing Mm. be more sort of creative with your thoughts and you do remember things better by writing them down rather than tapping them out on a thing um i've also heard that just by the act of writing something out like it really helps your brain process things so having anxiety in particular it can be quite hard to overcome certain thoughts and triggers that come up i've I've found journaling is just really really beneficial Mm. for my mental health because once I write things out, I can be like, oh, that's how I feel about that, you know? Yeah, like committing it to something physical. Yeah. Gives it sort of more weight. And you can be like, do I want that to even be that weighty in my life? 
Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'll process it. Otherwise, you might be like, oh, it was just like a passing thought, and I can just like change the page. And yeah, it's cool. Yeah. If you're interested in bullet journaling, you can go to bulletjournal.com and see like the basic things. You can search like hashtag bujo, as the users call it, or bullet journaling on like Instagram, Pinterest, just Google Images, whatever. And you'll see some incredible layouts that look really intimidating, but you don't have to do them. <laughs> the original bullet journal is just paper and pen, nothing else. Yep. Is there anything you want to read out from your journal? Oh, I don't know. Any, like, no context sentences? This is from my success partnership meeting. Oh, cool. Okay, so I have my core values. They're not in this journal. I should probably write them out. They're also in my journal. The things I can recall are, like, things like speaking to myself kindly, being my own best friend. That's something that's really important to me. I'm, like, trying to cultivate a kinder internal monologue. Um, and putting myself first and putting my needs first because I have a tendency to put other people's needs first. Um, and also, mm. you know, being kind to others and lifting people up and seeing opportunities where I can help people and helping them. Yeah. And then it gets like kind of loftier from there. Like I want to own my own home and things like that. Yeah. There's like nine of them. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> and every meeting we go over our core values and we like discuss how we've can, you know, positively contributed to them the past couple of weeks. Um, it's been really interesting actually, because for some reason having that discipline has made me really focus on what I want and what I want to do because I can come to the meeting and be like, these are all the great things I've done. And I didn't realize it was going to be so motivational for me, but it has been. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I can note down in my journal that I might just forget otherwise. Because I can be like, oh, you know, I'm not assertive. But then I can actually look back at a time that I was legitimately assertive. Yeah. Yeah, you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening. Don't forget to tell friends. And have a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to High Expectations Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. <laughs> what does this say? John Travolta managed to outcreep John Travolta. At the Oscars. Oh my god.